when you're on Instagram or Pinterest, all those pretty photos are probably not average weddings because they, no one's, (laughs) no one's putting out average work and no one, I think, you know, is fantasizing. I always say this, like no one fantasizes about having their average wedding. They fantasize about their dream wedding. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday. It is a podcast day. And we never go out of style. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell? I am excited. So Hannah was asleep. Asleep. Um, Literally out. Out, out, out. And I stayed up. So, like, I don't know if I told the gals that I was going to the Eras Tour. I was going to say, I think we should back up a few weeks. Um, We never told the gals. Really? I didn't. I never I mentioned I do this? not remember us mentioning this on the podcast, okay, which so is I comical went, to me. <laughs> I went to see Taylor Swift. Surprise! <laughs> I went to the Eras Tour, and I went on Monday, August 7th, um, which was night four of her Los Angeles shows. Yes, I um, did have the best show because I did get dressed in exile as my surprise songs. Um, so I am superior to everyone else. Um, <laughs> I am elite. um it was fantastic it was an amazing show i will get into that in a second and then like two days later i watched a live stream of the same concert which was august 9th which was the night that she announced the re-recording of taylor's version 1989 um and that hannah was like dead asleep and i'm like texting her like the whole time like live updates as if she can like react to it and everything i'm also texting like all my co- my co-worker one of my co-workers and like uh, like two of my other friends that i went to the show with um and we were just like live reacting to it like i never thought like usually we never can like predict when a re-recording is like gonna come out like, usually like we are just walking down Cloudelia street like we are just complete clowns we're never getting it correct we live in Cloudelia neighborhood and yes. <laughs> uh we finally got one right and it was very proud like literally I, I don't know why we were all so shocked when all the outfits were blue to like align with 1989 and i was like why are we shocked why like- are we shocked like <laughs> why, honestly why did we why why did we think that she wouldn't you know we we predicted this (laughs) and yet we were still amazed we were still like oh my god did you see that blue dress (laughs) the blue dresses um sofi stadium like had like 1989 like projected onto the top of it um like even when they announced sofi was announcing that they were um gonna have taylor swift like they posted photos that said 1989 taylor's version like on like some of the graphics so like they've known this whole time they made a tiktok with like new romantics as the sound like mm-hmm. the show date was eight nine and it was exactly eight months eight years nine months and 13 days since she originally dropped um 1989 like this has been she's been planning she's this so calculated since- she's the mastermind like I, lo- I love the ca- the I love how calculated. Started. Yes, I love the calculatedness of Taylor. It's amazing. 
Um, so I just felt vindicated um, that the one thing I guessed right was came true, and now I just need um, style. Harry style. Harry. Featuring Harry Styles. I don't want it to replace the original one. I don't either. I want it to be one of the five bonus tracks. Um, I don't even want it to be one of the five bonus tracks. I want it to be... Like its own number. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't... No, it should not be a vault track. Don't take away from the vault. Yes. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Because also, Homegirl wrote 100 songs for this album, and you're telling me we're only getting five? I know. I'm like, can we not get all 100? We would literally listen to them. We would listen to them. I really want the 1975 to be on one of the vault tracks. That would be Not really cool. because like Mailer and like Maddie and Taylor and all that stuff, but purely because I think that their sound would sound mm-hmm. so good together. Well, especially. and I feel like that's the album that it would sound like that's the album they would be on if they were on an album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and then in other news, on top of all of that happening last night, Carly Kloss. I was know. also there, which you weren't <gasps> responding to me about that either. And I was like, Hannah, I'm Carly so Kloss. Sorry. It's like when they hit the Pentagon on 9-11. Like, it was like Carly Kloss has entered SoFi Stadium. And the girl wasn't even in the VIP tent. She was sitting in the 300s like I was. Mm-hmm. Like, she was sitting in amongst Gen Pop. And I'm like, this girl, like... I, I don't understand. I don't understand why. I don't know if it was, like, malice and, like, she was there to detract attention away from the fact that 1989 was getting re-released and everything. But it's also ironic because when Taylor first came out in 1989, she played the first person she played that album for was Carly. Mm. And now she's in the same room as Taylor's announcing the re-release. So it's all very interesting. I don't think they're... I was going to say, I'm kind of confused on their dynamic now. Like, are we... The Gaylors Gaylors were having a fucking field day, though. Yes, they were. Because she played Maroon on Carly's birthday, and then they were all like this. Because everybody always thinks... A lot of people think that, if you're not aware of the the lore... um, that uh, Maroon is about um, a secret gay relationship that Carly Claus and Taylor Swift had. Um, And she played that song on Carly's birthday. And then um, in the Bejeweled music video, there's a clock that says two days until um, exile is over. And she played exile two days before she announced uh, 1989, which was my show, and then she, uh, Carly was then there two days later after she played Maroon. So it was just all. It's just a lot of there's a lot layers. of speculations and layers and questions. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I just want to know if she sees all the stuff that we're talking about. And one thousand percent, one thousand percent. She literally, she literally came on stage and said that she didn't hate evermore i will say <laughs> she i loved don't evermore. think i don't think that she runs her own, like her like if she's no. on tiktok or she, she's not on taylor swift tiktok like she's not that's that's a social media manager that no, is commenting on your tiktoks she definitely has her own like private account that she's watching just yes. watching tiktoks from because yeah. imagine trying to watch tiktoks as like taylor swift and you're just getting like flooded i mean every second with tags yeah. and comments and this and that like you have to have like she's probably like user two five seven seven nine yeah. six two one like yeah everybody like if they're like oh my gosh she commented on my tiktok i'm like that's not her that's a social media manager that is not, that her, is not her but but you can believe that it's her if you want like yeah. if that, if that yeah. makes you feel good 
Taylor commented that is tree on pain, you. If anybody, yes. like yes. <laughs> commenting on that. Um, yes. But yeah, I thought it was very interesting. I mean, the show itself is really, really great. I don't think that there's really a bad seat like in um, the stadium, like when you go to her show, um, because it's just massive. Massive. Yeah. Um, like it truly is. You don't. I don't think TikTok or any of the other like on like just social media can pick up how large the stage is like it is she is doing she is walking football fields every single night like the entire football field and um like she's had to train like a whole athlete in order to be able to do the show um and not be exhausted by the end of it because it's three hours long because my feet were killing me and i'm like how are her feet not killing her the reason oh, folklore yes. set the reason folklore and evermore set is so long is because she gets to wear ballet flats she needs to sit <laughs> she needs just to be in she's like her i'm flats. <laughs> not gonna wear louboutins for the no, set no. um they don't fit so, the vibe <laughs> no so yeah I, I thought that was a lot of fun you finally saw barbie though I did finally see Barbie and I loved it just like of we course, all thought. I, t- I, told you um, you I finally would. I finally made the time um, <laughs> <laughs> and went to see it and I just loved I loved every set. It was so funny. I was laughing. I laughed at like I feel like everything. <laughs> the Matchbox 20 cover. Uh, I know. It will infinitely be the, my favorite though. What my favorite Push. my favorite was do you want me to play guitar or come with me? I'll play at guitar you. at you. And then they're all just like sitting there playing yeah. the same song. I was yeah. dying. Because that's really what's happening. So they're playing guitar at you. Like yes. you don't. And it was like four, like four hours. And she... Yeah. Was, yeah. It was really cute. It was a cute um, movie. My, one of my guy friends, he did not understand why I thought, found that so funny. I'm like, because I've been in that scenario countless amount of times at this point in my life. Like I cannot count on my hands how many times a man has played an instrument at me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. without like me agreeing to it. Um, and so, yeah, or like explain stocks to me or like my favorite part is when she's like, are you guys watching the Godfather? And he's like the Godfather. It's one word. And I, was, I was cackling at that. Yeah. When they were, when they were all like teaming up with, with each other, yeah. that part was cracking me up. And she's like, yeah. I have all my money in a savings account. <laughs> It's like a Roth IRA yes. and all this stuff. And I'm so like, Jesus funny. Christ. It was really it's, good. Yeah. Um, the hoodie or whatever he was wearing at the end that said, I am Knuff. I was dying. <laughs> I was just like, oh, You can now buy gosh. that. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you can now buy it. But I do love Ryan Gosling. He was like the perfect Ken. Yes. He was I, so good. I need Hollywood to allow these hot actors, like, yeah, they can do some romantic leading dramas or whatever, but some of them are fucking funny. Let them yes. do more comedies. Like, yes. I hate that we're now, like, I love Crazy Stupid Love, and I think he's hysterical in Crazy Stupid Love, but they're, like, let these hot men be funny every now and then. Like, some of them are, like, are, some of them are stupid, and, you know, they, they're not that funny. Well, and, like, but some of them the are way, great. The way that he played Ken, I was like, I feel like this is Ryan in real life. Like, I feel like we're seeing a <laughs> glimpse of, like, him being, you know what I mean? Just, like, the way he was so goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was really good. I, I Sublime. Liked <laughs> I was dying. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's, but that's the thing I love and about the it. And the horses. It was the horses for me. 
Yeah, as soon as I found out that the patriarchy had nothing to do with horses, it kind of lost interest. I was dying when they were like, when they were like pretending to ride their horses through Barbie land. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people, there was, there was a whole bunch of people online that were like pissed off about it because they were like, I wanted like Barbie to end up with Ken or whatever. And I'm like, no, I love the fact that she doesn't, doesn't want like, to be with Ken. Not, that's not her path. Oh, she the end. The end. Did you cry as much as oh, I did? It was just <laughs> so like, like when, when, when Ruth was like, I just want you to feel. And then all of the like video. Oh, I just loved it. It was so good. Well, that so and then America's speech. That oh my she gosh. Does. I was like, I want this on a poster. I want I was, this everywhere. I was crying. Because I, I was just like, yes, that, this is. And then just there, it was, so it was so cute. And what made me think of it was, um, the part, like, when at the end, they're, they're showing all the videos of, like, all the girls, which are all people that the crew knew in real life. Like, they submitted videos of the girls in their life. Yeah. Um, I thought that was and, really sweet. Um, what, like, just thinking of, of girlhood and everything, there's a photo that someone took of me at the Eras tour when I was talking to some of my friends. I was talking to a couple other girls. I think it was a, the, the friend of one of my friends. She took the photo. But it was a group of all of us looking at each other's friendship bracelets Wait, to trade. I saw this because <laughs> your my sweet mom posted mom it. Posted it. It I was, was like, so precious. Oh, this is, I was like, it's like how we're instantly just transported like back to like girlhood and childhood, which I thought was just so sweet and cute. Like at the show, like the first people that came up to me to ask the trade bracelets were these two like six year old girls. And cute. I also quickly learned that like I was one of the only few people that I met that made like some really unhinged bracelets. Like most <laughs> of these, them. most of these girls are like, they like clean, clean. <laughs> Um, folklore, daylight. Um, <laughs> You're like, um, Betty. Meanwhile, I'm over here with Moth Boy and Ever Whore. Um, and did you do so, R.I.P. Mattress? R.I.P. I mattress. Love that. Um, you know, <laughs> bitches and models. Um, what other ones did I do? I, I gave most of them away, but yeah, I. <laughs> went the completely opposite route and some of the girls were like um like I tried to I was like look at this arm this is the g-rated arm here's the one for the children here's the um, one for the millennials for the adults y'all can look at these um oh so yeah everybody liked the moth boy one but no one took that one so I still have that one so well, yeah. Emily gets um, Best Friend of the Year award, award because she got me uh, the quarter zip. I can pretend I went to the Aeros tour now. <laughs> you are welcome. It's very cozy, actually. Like, am, it's extremely I am comfortable. incredibly hyped because um, I've just been watching it through TikTok. And I'm excited for the documentary that is being made. But I was low-key very grateful that she wasn't filming the night that I went. Because I agree with that statement. I kind of would have been like, like I feel like the first two shows, this, since they were filming it, it was very perfect. Yeah. And, like, I like was no... I like raw, emotional Taylor. Yeah, she, you could tell she had a lot of pent-up, goofy energy um, that night. So, uh, that was fun. Some of her faces she was making uh, were cracking me I up. was like, yay, this is fun. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. Yes. Um, so, and she wore all my favorite outfits the night that I went. 
too. So, alrighty, gals. Well, we're going to get into today's episode really quickly. Uh, we have a very exciting episode with Desiree Adams today. She is a luxury wedding planner, and we're so excited for you guys to have all your questions about weddings answered after we did our episode with Hannah about her wedding. You guys kind of like flooded us with different questions about planning a wedding and just, you know, trying to like get a grasp on like should you get a planner or should you not so we really hope this episode is like very informative for you gals it's a really fun time i think for us it's a very long episode so brace yourselves but before we get into all of that we are going to let you guys listen to a couple ad reads real quick and then we're going to jump into our interview with desiree what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Alrighty, gals. So joining us online in the studio today, we have this wonderful full-service luxury wedding planner who is based out of Rochester, New York, and she's also the host of the Ask the Planner podcast. Everyone, please welcome Desiree Adams. Hi! Hey, guys. I'm so excited, gals, I guess. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you all. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. We are thrilled to have you on. I, I feel like all of last, like the end of last year, we talked nonstop about Hannah's wedding and we yes. got like an influx of questions from our listeners about like how she went about planning her wedding and all these other details. And we both agree that we needed like a professional to come in <laughs> and answer some of these questions because it's just there sometimes there's just like little things. And I, I feel like every wedding is definitely different and every bride is different. Every wedding party is different. And we just would wanted to have a more, um, I, I guess like, since you work with so many brides, we want to have like a broader um, spectrum to look at when it came right. to different types of weddings. So we're so glad that you were able to um, join us today and get these gals questions answered. Oh my gosh. I'm so like all of the questions. I'm so here for it because I could just talk all day. So I'm very <laughs> excited. We'll probably have to cut me off. So that's okay. <laughs> Well, I'm excited too because I didn't actually have a wedding planner. I just had a day of coordinator. And so I'm in I'm very curious to see what I missed out on. Yeah, I would <laughs> love to yeah, I would love to hear how your experience it was, was stressful. Both. Yes. <laughs> well, we can definitely get to that because um, I think yes. that's definitely something that I kind of like have a soapbox on. Um but you know, like yes. obviously every planner is different. The way it's it's weird because we can get to this too, but there's not many industries I feel like that are not as unregulated as our industry. You know, there's definitely certifications that you can get and courses you can take and, you know, you can go to school for things and stuff like that. But there's, it's, you know, we all offer different services and even like what one person thinks is one thing versus another can be very different. So, you know, there's, I feel like a lot of people are not going to like my answers because I'm like, well, it depends. But, but no, I no, no. One, yeah. your opinion is what we want to hear. That 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 is all we care yes. about. <laughs> Who cares? But also, you have a that's a very good point that you made that like it is a very unregulated kind of industry. So it's really like 
who's to say kind of thing. Like it really is just very much up in the air, but right. we're, right. we're definitely mm-hmm. going to get into all of that. And we want to talk about that. But before we get into everything in all of our <laughs> never ending questions, <laughs> we would love to know, is there like <laughs> anything that you are currently captivated by? Doesn't have to be wedding related, but if it is, that's also fine. I love that you guys talk about this on the podcast. So I thought about this and I, it's summer right now, right? And I am really into now that I'm turning 40 next year. And so I'm into skincare so much (laughs) and I'm obsessed with proven skincare. So check it out. I have like a reel about it and a blog post, but also just wearing hats because I I always I wasn't a big hat person because I have like big have voluminous hair. Oh, I I should do that because mine are all just like I have a whole hat wall. You do, you do. No, it looks fashionable. I love it, but I was always just like my hair will get flattened and it won't look good. And so you know, baseball caps were my were my thing. But now I'm like, no, like my skin has to look good for like 50 more years. So I will wear the hats and wear all the sunblock and all of the things so so now i'm branching out into cuter hats like yours but now i just wear like different baseball hats and different you know sun hats because you know the space has got to look good for a while (laughs) oh i love a baseball hat it's my thing i i love it as a fair ginger i i feel you (laughs) like like, i'm not trying to get sunburned any day (laughs) right yeah no seriously yeah we were all rocking we went to vegas uh for emily's 30th birthday and we were all rocking the like mom visors like mine was like like huge and i was like you know what like i'm protected by face no and you look cute you can put your ponytail up and like have the visor and i feel like the more we do it (laughs) and the more we you know embrace the the protection from the sun and make it fashionable like it's cool more cool like that than to sit there with baby oil and just get fried so, which if you want to do that, that's fine yes. too. But <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I worked at Sephora for five years. We're protecting our skin. We're yes. doing the anti-aging routine. We're doing all of it. No, we we do not promote that on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. We do not condone bad skin care. So. <laughs> well, uh, I love that. I, I love that. We love a hat. We love skincare. All the hits. Um, but. You we like we said you were a wedding planner. You've done your full service. You're not just a day of coordinator or anything. But uh, we would love to know like what got you into becoming a wedding planner and how long have you been doing it and why was this industry like just so appealing to you? Yeah, so I'm gonna try to keep it short. I actually um, went to school, liberal arts school, so not a degree in like any kind of tourism or whatever. But when I graduated, I thought I was going to go into PR and I was like, I'm going to be so cute and whatever, work in PR. I had a Devil Wears Prada experience. I was like, well, I guess PR is not going to work. Let's find something else. And (laughs) I thought back and I always did. I was on our activities board in college. I planned events. I was in my sorority and I did like lots of events. I was like, let's go into that world. And so I was in meetings and special events for a little bit. This is when I was living in Washington, D.C., and then from there, I did so I did meetings, and then I got kind of bored because it's very formulaic. So I went to special events, which was more interesting. So it's galas, fundraisers, inaugural balls, that kind of stuff. Um, we were doing shows at the Kennedy Center. Loved it. And I always would see the wedding planners at our, you know, like our networking things. And I'm like, you know, that's cute you do that. But that's not like real event planning. Like we're doing real events. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a child and then we moved to New York and I was like, you know, I, you know, 
where I am, they're not going to have someone like me come in and do galas and fundraisers and stuff like that. So I was like, what, what else could I do? And I was like, you know, I actually, let's look at weddings. And I actually love it. The, the thing that I didn't love about galas and fundraisers is was like, I wasn't able to be as creative with everything, like the decor mm-hmm. and the, you know, there, there was some of that for sure. Cause you got to spend money to make money. So mm-hmm. I, we had that. Um, so it was like someone's wedding every single year, but with weddings, it actually aligned everything that I love, which is being present with your friends and family on your wedding day. Time with your loved ones is finite. Like you don't get that time back. And when I was, long story short, I was doing like my little like, what was it called? It was like finding your passion kind of thing. And I was doing it with my friend and we were talking about like what, you know, what are the memories that I love the most and what, what, what made me so happy? And she was like, she started crying. She was like, now I know why you do what you do. And it's really because I, I get to help people be present in the moment with their loved ones in a beautiful setting and creating that experience and making it something special. And I was always like, we have to be different. We have to be creative, you know, so it's just like something different every year. And the couples I get to work with have just been so lovely. I've heard a couple like weird momzillas, but for the most part, you know, because we only work, we only work with like eight couples a year. It's not like I have like 50 people coming through my door every single year. Okay. So we're able to kind of not to be more choosy, but, you know, the, we're limited in the number of people that we end up working with. So it's just like a nice intersection of everything that I love, which is being organized and creative, but also letting you be able to spend time with your loved ones, which is like the most important thing, because I feel like. You all know if you're hosting an event at your house or whatever, like you don't get to have fun. You're there like pouring the drinks mm. and making the food and just yeah. like not the one that actually gets to enjoy the party. So that's like my thing is you get to actually enjoy this awesome party that we planned. So that was the so, yeah. main thing that I tried to make Hannah do when uh, she got married because <laughs> I remember she mentioned like in the planning process, she was like, I want to dance like at my wedding. Like I want to be able to like, you know, enjoy it. And I, she was like over there talking to like some random aunt or uncle. And I'm like trying to drag her (laughs) to the dance. I'm like, this is your song. Like you guys even like, I think missed, like, it wasn't like your like first dance song, but it was like a song that you requested the DJ to play. Like our, yeah, it was like our song that we like always think of each other when we listen to it and we missed it we were like can you play it again right no and it's because you have to be the hostess and walk around and talk to people and you know that's that's important too for sure when you get pulled you get pulled for this and you get pulled for this exactly so the photographer needs you and yeah yes absolutely so what you were saying earlier i was curious so you work with like a smaller amount throughout the year obviously because planning a wedding is a very big undertaking do you have like a interview process or how do you choose like which couples or how do couples like do you because I feel like that's really important to kind of mesh um, almost like a like meshing with a therapist like you want to find the right person that you're going to be able to work with and be able to understand each other's you know communication modes and things like that so do you have like a like a process yeah, yeah the no. wedding planner is probably gonna you're probably gonna see that person cry as much as the therapist would <laughs> like that wedding planner is definitely gonna see that those bridal tears as much no, as their doctor would i tell them a lot of times it really depends on the day what i'm doing a therapist cheerleader financial accountant <laughs> like you know like referee there's a lot of hats you're that like we which wear. hat which hat do i put on yeah exactly speaking <laughs> of hats yeah i know 
it's all about the hat. But um, no, like we, so we have an inquiry process, you know, they fill out the form that we get a little background. Um, we ask about the budget, you know, what are you excited about that kind of stuff. And then we hop on a call and I'll send them, like I have, I'm pretty transparent with our pricing on our website just because, and I know a lot of people will say like, thank you so much for putting that on there. Cause it's really annoying because you can't get any information. At all. It's not even a starting baseline, which again is hard because the, the industry is so wide, you know, so like what, how much should you budget for a photographer or a planner or whatever? So we have information right. on the website. They fill out the form, you know, as long as they're okay with like where our starting prices are, then we have a phone call and I talk to them and, you know, I really find out what are you excited about? What's, you know, your, your style, your aesthetic, where are you planning this wedding, you know, and get to know them a little bit to make sure that we are going to be a good fit. And then I tell them about our services and stuff like that. And a lot of times it's, 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 it's a mutual process, hopefully where, you know, as long as they're okay with our pricing, cause that's the first thing is like, I don't want you guys to feel like it's, it's a sticker shock or you're like, mm, mm, never mind. You know, I don't want it to be awkward. So I have yeah. that information yeah. there for you. And then we have the conversation and I really lay out everything that we do. And a lot of times they're like, like I didn't like you did you said things that I didn't even think about we're gonna have to do you know and so so it's you know and most of the time it's funny because my husband will be like you say that I'll get off the call like a sales call with someone and I'll be like I love them so much like they're so nice and I'm all like <laughs> wide-eyed and super excited and he's like you say that about everybody like every call you have and I'm like no sometimes I can I can be like I don't know if they were feeling me. Like, I'm excited, but I don't know if they're mm -hmm. feeling me, which is fine, yeah. too. You know, like, we, a lot of couples will look at our work, and they'll, you know, hopefully, we try, we try to, like, show our personality on Instagram and stuff like that, but it's hard. But, you know, hopefully, they can kind of, and, you know, see our work online or on Pinterest or whatever, you know, so they hopefully can kind of get an idea of our vibe and our aesthetic um, mm -hmm. and go from there, but... There is a process and, you know, really it's like making sure that you're a good fit. And that's why I get on a, a Zoom call. We don't, you know, I did phone calls a long time ago before like the pandemic. People used to meet in person. I'm like, no one has time for that. <laughs> so we get yeah, on the right. Zoom yeah. call. <laughs> but I think it's nice because I get to see them in person-ish and we get to, you know, answer their questions. So a lot of times they're like, I don't even know what we're thinking but this is what we're feeling you know and kind of talking through those things with them too and sometimes i'm like you know i see what you're saying maybe we're not a good fit or maybe you'd be better fit for somebody else and i'm happy to do that too because we're we're spending like 18 months two years sometimes with people and it's it's a long process and they have to trust me and know that i'm going to steer them in the right direction whatever it is and you know and if it's not if, it's, if I'm not, if I'm like getting pushback because they're asking questions, and they're always welcome to ask questions because I feel like, you know, you can ask questions and I shouldn't be get, get mad about you asking questions. But sometimes if I'm feeling like you still have doubts after we've had this conversation and you're still worrying about things, like then maybe we're not a good fit because you are very, very hesitant. And that's fine too. I want you, I want that, it's a, it's a big investment. So I want you to feel comfortable 
yeah me being your wedding bestie for the next two years because it's a long road yeah. you know yeah you're gonna get to know each other yeah. very well exactly exactly <laughs> and I, I will know you know like your finances if there's any wedding drama you know I need to know those things so I can help you through that if you hate your mother-in-law yeah. um <laughs> awkward conversations like it's it's fine it's fine guys don't worry yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I mean speaking of you like listing out like certain prices like on your website and being more transparent about that I'm curious and this is also me really wanting to know this because I am perpetually single and not getting married anytime soon but like in the year of like 2023 like what is the average budget people are are spending on weddings this is an interesting question because um when you say the word average right so I was you know I was thinking about this I feel like a lot of people ask this question which is a really really great question I feel like we talk about this a lot like in our sales calls and stuff like that so you know there's actually a really cool website called the wedding report and if you it's I think it's wedding.report but if you look it up you can actually type in um a metro area or a zip code and see what the average couple spent last Mm -hmm. year which is so I like looked it up and I was like okay so New York is like around $34,000. In the US, it's like $29,200. And then if you look at like, but the thing is, New York is going to be different from Iowa or California. Yeah. Even like, you know, New York City versus like, you know, small town in New York. So there's going to be some yeah. variation in that. Um, but when I say average, though, I feel like you know, an average wedding, you get obviously like the high end weddings and you get like the lower end weddings and you have like the Mm -hmm. middle. And so when you're on Instagram or Pinterest, all those pretty photos are probably not average weddings because they, no one's, (laughs) no one's putting out average work and no one, I think, you know, is fantasizing. I always say this, like no one fantasizes about having their average wedding. They fantasize about their dream wedding. So, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about that, our typical clients, so like ours, our starting price point is like 95, but really in like 2023, 2024, it's really hard to get a nice, you know, pretty wedding for under 125. And that's in mm. central New York um, with the type of weddings that we do. Yeah. Of course, yeah. there's, you know, a couple of years ago, an 80K budget was like, that's a really good budget. That's a pretty good budget. Like you can feed a lot of people, you know, and have some decor and have some special things and stuff. But, you know, it, it also will depend on your guest count. If you're in the city, you know, the type of venue you're going to have, if it's flowers everywhere, you know, there's different kinds yeah. of styles of weddings. So, you know, I think my long story, my long short answer is that it really just depends on well, no, absolutely. You know, people's, what people want. So because, it's oh, and it's just like, me just thinking about even like where to plan for a wedding I would naturally just assume that it was probably gonna be around like 50k and above but to know that that there are options to even be able to do because I thought like oh like if it's 20k then I'm gonna have to like get eloped or something like especially like with the size of my family (laughs) yeah no I'm like my my you know my colleagues and I are like we can't afford to get like, – when my daughter gets married, I'm like, you're going to Italy and we're having 20 people. Like, that's what we're going to do because, you know, your <laughs> guests count really – and I always tell couples, if you want to have a smaller budget, 
have fewer guests because really everything is mm. gets multiplied with your guest count, like everything, yeah, basically. So yeah, I mean, it just it just depends. But, but I think the one thing I like to say is when you go out to dinner in a nice restaurant, think about how much you're spending per person, and that's just mm-hmm. on like the food and wine, and then you don't have the invitations and the pretty you know like table settings and the flowers and the, and the you know and like all of that stuff like that's you know think about that so it's just it's annoying and I feel you know even though I work in this market I feel bad that I'm like sorry that's not a very big budget but it sucks that everything no, is just yeah. expensive oh yeah and I feel like and I I want I'm curious what your thoughts are I feel like Pinterest and like social social media like you mentioned before like have played such a heavy role into like what people's like expectations are for a wedding but then when they start planning a wedding then they're hit with the reality of like oh I can't oh, afford to do that. I can't do that yeah right. like especially and- like a huge like floral arrangement or something like that or you having like a videographer and a photographer right no I and I yeah I mean like go ahead yeah I was just gonna say like I really love like floral arrangements but flowers are crazy expensive so I actually ended up going the dried flower bouquet route and love them and now I have like I'm literally looking at my bouquet right now and it's like something I'll have you know for a while and so I'm with you Emily like as I started we started planning things I was like oh well that can go um yeah that's no longer important (laughs) like dwindling down what actually because like yes we all want that beautiful like Pinterest wedding but sometimes it's just not achievable um, right, but yeah, I feel like people's so expectations so... are very mm-hmm. high, and then they don't realize, you know, how much things can cost because someone's spending a lot of time on that thing. And so right. that's when I think you just have to choose what are your priorities. Really, is it the people? It's the flower, you know, the flower, all of that kind of stuff. And then I think, you know, making your choices that way is really important. And then I also tell people like sometimes you want to do like this inspiration and this inspiration and this inspiration. Like we have to take photos of all of that stuff. And, you know, then it becomes like a very choreographed day and you're just taking, it's like a big giant photo shoot. And then you're not actually able to spend time with people too. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, being careful and picking just a few things that are really your priority that you're super excited about that you will maybe splurge on and then, you know, pulling back in other places because, you know, it's hard to do everything. Do you have, like, certain areas that you typically will recommend for uh, brides to probably put, like, more money towards, like, photography or florals or whatever? I think so. I, like, I love everything because I'm, like, everything is beautiful and everything is important. (laughs) But, hold on. If you had to pick, like, your top three. So, like I said, it goes to your priorities. If I had to pick my top, top, top stuff, um, I would spend more on flowers because they're everywhere, you know, they're in all of your photos, I would probably save and not put money towards like live musicians during the ceremony, because they're there just for the ceremony, and they're not there really for the rest. So that's one. Um, Mm. For the table and like the table setting and all that kind of stuff, I would rent chargers and napkins, but maybe just use the venue's glassware. So glassware can be like super fun, like different and vintage or whatever, different colors, you know, but at the end of the day, like they're drinking out of it. So most people probably won't notice it. You might notice it, but I would save more, you spend more on like what's there with the food and like that pretty photo, but the glassware kind of just fades away. Um, most of my couples don't do photo booths anymore. And like, I do love the 360 booth and I think it's fun to have entertainment, but 
you know, if you're going to, if you're, if you're thinking about live entertainment, I would do something like that's a little bit different, like a live painter or an aerial artist or like someone that's, that's like writes poetry. Yes. There's so many fun things. Like, so I want, I would love like, cause there's cool people that will come to your event and they'll write a haiku based on whatever you want. And I'm like, that's so, I did that at an event. I saw it and I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. I love it so much. Um, and then also like a fashion illustrator because they like, will like draw your, your guests like, in their cute like outfits or whatever. So like, I mean, there's, there's other things that's too, fine. obviously, yeah. but I feel like just doing something different for the entertainment portion. And then also if you were spending versus saving DJ over band, I love a good band. But I feel like a good band is very expensive, but you can get a very mm-hmm. good, good higher end DJ for like half the cost. So and you can hear the songs that you want then. I know. I, I, I was like, I want Britney yes. Spears and Backstreet Boys and Journey in the way in in the original artist version so yeah. well maybe the pitch yeah. perfect version which i like prefer you know i prefer over like number one my dad is an artist and so like we are very i come in a really artsy family and so i when i saw that people were doing like the live painters i think the first time i ever saw that online i was like no i will save money to have this because art is just so important to me and my family that I know that I would treasure that so much more than I would probably treasure like keeping like my wedding bouquet or something like that. Right. Exactly. No, there's so many fun things and there's so many cool artists out there. So I think finding things, you know, to make it a little bit more different um, and special to you guys that like is meaningful for you, I think is what Mm. I would splurge versus save. I also had a friend that got married and she had a tattoo artist come to their reception and like they did like a um like a book of just different like preset like love themed um tattoos that people could get and I thought that that was really cool and unique and the bride and the groom themselves also ended up getting like a matching tattoo like at the wedding. So it was permanent? Yeah, no, yeah, like it was like a wow. real tattoo artist <laughs> You're like, and everything uh, <laughs> set up like in the back of the reception. Permanent? <laughs> that is so cool. Because does it take a while too? Because you also have to think about that, like how many people are going to serve. But yeah, that's really cool. Oh, neat. Yeah, I, you just have people dancing to like Flow Rider, yeah. like on the dance floor. And meanwhile, you're in the back, you just zzz, <laughs> yeah, get, like a little get a little hard on your back. But it or was whatever. memorable, and I love it because like they're they're into that, and that's you know that's that's why I think it's so fun. Like yeah. your wedding is such they're a very fun way to express people. yourself. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, get inked. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. So I think one thing that some people might have like common misconceptions about um, is the difference like between like a full service wedding planner like you versus a day of coordinator. Hannah had a day of coordinator and I feel like that saved her life (laughs) that day. Uh, Yeah, because I was like, we don't need one. And then I was like, we do. Well, your photographer, your wedding photographer ended up making a very good point to you saying that asking Mm -hmm. her like if she was going to have a a day of coordinator, otherwise – usually the wedding photographer is who becomes like the day of coordinator if they're not if no one's there i wish people could see my face right now because i feel like that's like the it's like yes. either the dj or the photographer but like when are they gonna take photos then no anyways right but. well and like that's just so much added stress like they already have a stressful job mm-hmm. like we and like i don't want to put that on my mom right. or like my aunt to like be at the end of the eye like i want them to enjoy the day too right. so um yeah. can i ask you hannah like how how did you find the day of coordinator and did you feel like she was worth it 
Like, was she helpful um, or? So I did, it was a similar, it was a similar thing kind of like, I guess, to your mm-hmm. process where I filled out like, um, like a little questionnaire and then we had a Zoom call and we chatted mm-hmm. through things. Um, I do think it was helpful, especially for um, like setting up the day of because we were not allowed to set up the day before at my venue um, because we got married at a, a historic hotel. Um, and so um, we weren't able to do that. We had like we had rooms booked. so We were able to put all of the things there. But um, it ended up being like my mom, me and her like trying to set up for the entire day, which was a lot. Um, yeah. So, um, and then I think my dad and my aunt and like some people came to right. help. Um, cause like at some point, like I had to go. Yeah. I did your, um, I did her makeup so, and I was like, okay, at this time so. I need you in, uh, this seat, um, or else you're going to be walking out with no makeup on. Right. right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, so I think it was helpful from that standpoint and also for getting us down the mm-hmm. aisle. Um, but my mom and I planned the entire entirety of everything else. Right. Um, which was a really fun experience for us because it, it incur- like it forced us to spend time together and we got to do like fun, creative things and go shopping. But I was like in between jobs and like started a new job and it was just a lot all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would have been helpful to kind of like be able to be like, here's my thoughts. Like somebody else go give, like give me some options. Right. Let me just pick yes. instead of having to go like – find those and and honestly it kind of fell more on my mom right. um than it did myself yeah so, so I, I feel like and obviously I don't know who you worked with and I'm sure they were wonderful I feel like the day of coordinator name is a misnomer because I feel like it doesn't really exist because if you in order for someone to get caught up on your whole year's worth of planning they need to come in more than just that day people are like oh can't you just like can I just give you my files and like you go do it? No, because you've been spending a year planning this, like every single detail and all of these things. And it's going to take time for someone to get, okay, this is what time where things are going. This is what time thing, you know, you need to leave. And like, this is what time the photographer is going to hear. Like, these are the photos that you want. Like, this is how you want the table set up. And like, this is so many decisions that you've made. And so for someone to just walk in, you know, like the week of two weeks before, and be able to really direct your vendor team and manage them and for them to be like, hey, who are you? I was been talking to Hannah this whole time. Like, do you even know what's going on? You know, I feel like that mm-hmm. for them to have that ability to manage them is going to be a harder lift for them because because of, you know, like the lack of like ramp up and the preparation. So, I mean, I, I, I read a hilarious quote that some, some really luxury wedding planner said. She was like, if you hire a day of coordinator, you're basically setting your money on fire. And obviously, I don't know how much you spent. But I think it's <laughs> there's a difference. And there's some people that just want to do day of coordination or, like, you know, focusing on, like, more just, like, just the execution. But I always want to caution people with, like, if you do that, that's great because I want everyone to have someone on the wedding day. So, obviously, the budget's going to determine who you're going to get be able to work with. But knowing what are their processes to understand all of your plans. Like how are you going to get everything in your head or your notebook or wherever it is from there into their hands? Like what does that process look like? How many calls are you having? Like are they introducing you to people? Mm -hmm. Like what is that in order for you to be able to be 
I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to go drink my champagne and not worry about a thing. Because that's what I want mm-hmm. you to do is I want you to be able to be yeah. present with your guests. And I have to be like, okay, hold on wait a second. I'm going to go do this. All right. And now I'm back. You know, like, I think it's just, I want you to be able to enjoy that. And so I think it just, it's going to take time for someone to be able to come in and take over that for you. So, yeah. And like, I had to fill out, like I, there was like, I, it was almost like a, some sort of like app or something mm-hmm. like, where a Google I had to, like form? Put photo inspirations and things like yeah. that. And honestly, um, like an aisle planner. I got a discount. So yeah. And I got a discount. I don't know if I would have been happy had I paid like full price. Mm-hmm. And also there were a couple of things that happened while well, she was great. There were a couple of things that happened the day of that, like should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Like for example, um, the boys had the wrong, uh, do you remember that, Emily? Yes. Boys got the wrong, um, what are they the called? Boutonier. What are they I called? Boutonniers? I am so yes. – I, I should be a wedding planner because that's – I'm a director. I'm a film director. Like, this is, like, my yes, thing. exactly. And so when I she's had... telling me all the things that were going wrong, I was like, I'm going to strangle somebody. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill somebody for so her. what happened? So I had – so I had gotten like boutonnieres for the boys that had like eucalyptus and like a, a they were they were all the dried one eucalyptus mm-hmm. and baby's breath and like a rose and then I had gotten one specifically made for the moms and the grandmas that were a little bit different and they got switched. Luckily they got like unswitched but in all of the photos the boys have on the wrong ones <laughs> right because <you laughs> at least for time. their like the photos of just the groomsmen mm-hmm. yeah and like I was like oh well these are more girly like these are like I just right. I wanted it to look a certain way right. and then there was something else that happened oh I remember I was just like oh you do oh so so a couple things so she, you had a there was she got married underneath like a beautiful like brick arch, uh, archway mm-hmm. at the hotel mm-hmm. and I remember the curtains were flying the wrong direction or something and I was like why does she not have this organized and fixed with the maintenance people who were putting this up and then the other thing was during the ceremony the which we didn't know at the time was the groom's phone oh my gosh but i was like why did she not take the groom's phone oh my god <laughs> was goodness. it her husband's fault was it her husband's fault i want to preface that but because <laughs> he, he, i had because i had our i had our um your vows pastor lady i don't i like literally losing like words um yes tell everyone to turn their phones off and my husband forgot to turn his off and so halfway through the ceremony it was like what did what was that hector it was like hector we hector's calling hector. or something oh, oh it was siri it was siri siri, siri kept like was hearing going off and I was like up there shooting death glares at my mother-in-law and me and um, your I'm, mom were, were like, shooting death oh glares God. at each other <laughs> And then he was like, oh, my God, that was my phone. I was like, you didn't turn it off? Like, what? That was the thing. We didn't know whose phone it was the entire time. And I, me and Hannah's mother are, like, looking daggers at each other up there. And I'm, like, I'm ready to kill whoever guest this is. (laughs) We walked back down the aisle, like, leaving the wedding. And her husband's like, oh, yeah, that was my phone. And I'm like, I'm going to kill you. And it's not even my wedding. (laughs) I have never yeah. had that happen to me before. I feel like they just don't put it on them in the past. But oh now I'm going to add well, that to my checklist. He's the one man that would. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, the, yeah, because the problem is it wasn't on him. It was given to his mother who thought it would be a good idea to bring it to the front row oh of the ceremony. Right. But I, I say it's a funny story because we went to our, we went on our honeymoon in Riviera Maya and the first person we met 
was named Hector. So <laughs> I was like, okay. maybe it's just full a circle. full circle moment right. and it's fine. Also, I but, wanted to add oh to like, you know, the day of coordinator is not going to be helping you with your design, right? So like picking out, you know, putting together a lot of times couples come to me because they're like, I want it to look cohesive. I want it to be like nicely yes. put together the colors that I want it, but like, I don't want it to be like a mishmash of things. I want it to be cohesive and like a day of person's not going to be doing that. They're going to be focusing on mm-hmm. the logistics, which if that's what you want, that's totally fine too. Also, you know, another difference I feel like with between me and like a day of coordination person is that you're probably limited. And I don't know if this was true for you, Hannah, but you might be limited in the number of phone calls you have or planning means you have or whatever, you know, and sometimes you're, cause you're just like, I just need an answer. And with like with us, I'm like, it's all included. There's basically nothing that's not included unless like we're going with you to your dress shopping or whatever. But most stuff is included because I don't want to be billing you hourly for a random phone call and like whatever. You know, I just feel like that's I don't like doing that. So I'm just like, if you want to ask me a random question because you're just like, I don't know what to do or like who's the best person for this and is this person a good fit for me or personality wise, like just ask me because I would much rather help you through that, answer your question. And then you are in a better, you know, you're able to make a better decision because we have relationships with people. We know who the people are like, oh, no, don't go with them because they messed up someone, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So also something to think about, yeah. too. But again, I, like depending on budget I was gonna and stuff. Say, yeah. What is it? I was going to say, I think we did like we did our initial Zoom call and then we did um, we had a, a meeting or a phone call like three months out and then a month out and then the week before we went over to the venue so it was very like like you said just very logistical like the meeting at the venue was just like talking to the people and figuring out where like dj would be and where like we would stand and where the tables are gonna go and how we wanted to set it up like it was just very like you said very logistical the creative like aesthetic part was left up to my mom and myself which some people like and that's fine too but you know even like with like finding those flowers or whatever like that you know a planner could have probably been like oh here's three people that are great with that like and it just makes the process much faster and you're not like reading yeah like my mom made my mom made all of our like big bouquets um and then we made all of the table settings like we put our sweat and tears into the wedding and i was just like this is a lot it is (laughs) yeah so this conversation and the more weddings I keep going to is further proof that I need a wedding planner because I am annoying with questions. I'm going to have like a thousand questions and I just need somebody to filter them all through so I don't annoy the vendors themselves. <laughs> well, I feel like me. you're spending a lot of money. You want to make sure that you're making the right choice, you know, whether, yeah. you know whatever your Absolutely. budget is. So I feel like, you know, yeah, I would agree with you for sure. <laughs> so with that question – how soon after somebody is engaged should they start looking like for a wedding planner? Should they get a venue first or like where do we start with this? I like to say take a couple weeks and enjoy being engaged. Like have that champagne, go out to dinner, let people buy you champagne, like do all that stuff and have fun. Um, and then like a month, two weeks later, sometimes when people like will call me like, you know, we're about to get engaged, or we don't want to start planning, you know, then I would reach out to a planner. And I, I'm a, obviously I'm a planner, but I'm a big proponent on talking to a planner first and hopefully booking that if it's within your budget before booking a venue, because okay. the amount of time couples spend looking at a gazillion venues, um, because you don't know anything and you want to make sure you're, you know, you're doing your due diligence is 
can just be cut in half or even a, you know like two thirds because I feel like I can be like, okay, this is your budget. This is your style. Let's go to these three places. Boom, get a contract and we're good. A lot of times couples will go to these, you know, just different places and they don't even know if it's within their budget. Can it fit their guest mm. count? Like, do we, oh, do we need to get a catering tent? Like that's an additional fee that we didn't plan for. Like they'll, they'll end up spending um, perhaps more because they didn't realize these other things come with it because they don't realize they're not comparing apples to apples. So I always say try to, you know, if you can book your planner first in that first, you know, two weeks, month, two months, three, I mean, near the beginning so that you really you can make sure that your budget is put in a good place and then you can book the rest of your vendors because that's what i always say is when they're like oh we booked these people and i'm like but now you don't have room in your budget for like the florist or because they don't realize that flowers Mm. cost this Mm -hmm. much and not this much you know so yeah boring what would (laughs) what would what would be for you is like a good timeline for planning a wedding. Like how how long are we mm-hmm. talking? Because Hannah, Sweet how long spot. did it take to plan your wedding? I am so curious about this because we got married. Uh, we got married. We got engaged on October twentieth, twenty twenty one, and we got married October twenty first, twenty twenty two. So literally a year. Um, and by the time you know we got home because we got engaged in Disney World. So by the time we got home from our trip and did all of our things, it was less than a year. Right. I th- And I felt like that was pushing it. I think the sweet spot is around 14 to 16 months. You can definitely do shorter, nine months to, you know, 13 months. The The issue is that all those crazy couples that are like, I want to book my venue before I got engaged are – perhaps booking the venues and you're not going to get your choice of date. You know, if you're flexible, it's fine. But, you know, there's, I'm in like a hoarding mentality still from the pandemic. And so I'm like, I want to get your, I want to be first in line for as many things as possible so that we get your choice of everything, your date, your venue, you know, photographer, all that stuff. And then we can sit back and be like, okay, we're going to take some time off, you know? But I feel like, and also now, you know, people, I seem just to be having longer engagements and so it just mm-hmm. it, it depends but I would say that like 14 months 16 months is a good sweet spot so you have a year you can kind of get ahead of when you want to be you know planning um and then you have time to like take your engagement photos before you do your save the dates and like that kind of stuff because it all you know filters through that yeah, I blame my husband because I told him I wanted a fall wedding and he waited until fall to propose. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be engaged for two years, so <laughs> we're just going to have to make it work. And the other thing that we ran into, which I think made it even more challenging, was like I got married on a Friday because of all the COVID weddings mm-hmm. that have been postponed. All of the Saturdays were gone, which I ended up actually liking doing a Friday wedding. And we also got a discount. I was the queen of discounts for my wedding. I think I got a discount on everything. I got a discount on my veil, on my dress, like on everything. I love it. Um, (laughs) If you you don't have to pay full price, don't. (laughs) I love it. Um, But yeah, so that was really challenging. So I wanted a fall wedding and I was determined to have a fall wedding. And 
So that's what I did. Yeah, yeah it I was think, between, I was and like, you I wanted to get married in October, not, so it was either getting. I was like, I want one October. year or two years. Right, right, because it's this yeah, is the it window. It ended up working out. Right, I think the average yeah. is thirteen or fourteen months that couples are typically engaged. I feel like the pandemic I obviously think changed that. that is, but. Yeah, I, that sounds better to me because, like, what like what you were saying with even like lining up our engagement photos so that like we were pushing it with like getting save the dates out like I was waiting for my photographer to edit and get them back for me to be able to like literally the next day order save the dates. yeah exactly so it was just a lot of like very like things that had to happen very quickly like I was like I know I want a venue and photographer and DJ and I was those were the first three things I booked because I was like if I don't then like I need a date and I need a photographer that can do the date. And it was, it was, it was a yeah, lot. It's like I'm a little like, jigsaw hmm. puzzle. So it's just figuring out that I did not want to do. <laughs> and then there's, I did not want to do the, I did not want to do the puzzle. And then there's people like me who, um, have to, it's a trend in my family that everyone gets married on the 19th. <laughs> and I'm like trying to p- pick a month that no one else has gotten married in. I'm like, okay, I got April and September. I really hope April 19th is not like a Monday. Like, <laughs> otherwise, we're going to push it like five years just to get right. to like Saturday. Or, or, we're, or we're throwing down on a Monday. I mean, who doesn't like a Monday? We had a, a pool party wedding on a Monday this year. It was random. But they had been engaged for 11 years. Um, health issues, different Whoa. things pushed it back. So they were kind of older. Sure. But they were like, yeah, it's, it's our anniversary. We want to finally do it. And I'm like, intimate pool party wedding. Awesome. Monday – all of the vendors and I were like, "What day is it? We're so we're so thrown off because it's Monday right now, and it should be like a Saturday." But it was really fun. Yeah. So yeah, I've always said that I I would always say I would just get like if it that happened, I would just go um, to Vegas and get eloped by Elvis um, and not tell anybody, and then um, just pretend like you know the wedding ceremony is like the actual like right. day, but like we know deep down because like it's bad luck in my family if like whoever wasn't married on the nineteenth is like they like ended in divorce, oh so like gosh, that's why pressure. it's a whole tradition. Gosh. So I'm like I I it has to happen. <laughs> Can you not have then the same anniversary as somebody else too? That's why I have to pick a different month. Like you I mean, can't do July nineteenth because someone else is already married. Then, I mean, I could, but I am a Leo and I have to have all the attention on me. So, very true. Yeah, I mean, I was supposed to like be born the same day as my dad, and I came out a week early because I refused to share my birthday. So, I mean, I'm not really keen on sharing things. I'm also an only child, so there's That's that hilarious. too. <laughs> Wait, what is, is Leo August and September? July and August, yeah. Like end of July. My daughter uh, is in Leo. I see that. I see it. Because she was supposed to be born on our, like the day after our anniversary, but she came a week late because she needed her own Mm. day. So maybe that's why. She was like, I can't share this with you every year, guys. (laughs) Exactly. Now I know why. This is I'm I'm curious as to what like some of what are some of, like the current trends you're seeing right now like with weddings. That's a good question. So I a lot of our couples aren't necessarily super trendy, but it's everyone says that they want a timeless wedding. Your wedding is going to look dated somehow because you just you know there's things in fashion that are awesome yeah. now that you're gonna be like mm, I don't know if I like that anymore. You know, even like three years ago. Um, but we, so we specialize in really creating things that are, you know, the, the aesthetic that's more inspired by the couple and then kind of picking and choosing things that people are doing now, if it fits with their wedding theme. Cause I'm not, I don't want to just copy something on Pinterest that you want to do. Like 
can we not do which i don't know hannah if you did this like everyone had those like champagne walls for the longest time with like greenery and like boxwood like oh yeah you know like everyone's done it i actually hate champagne (laughs) you hate champagne (laughs) to be honest do not like champagne. champagne. We did our toast. My husband was like, I hate champagne. <laughs> you should have had like so She wanted drink. to toast margaritas if she could. I was like, listen, listen. I wanted I could go on and on about what I wanted my day to be like and what actually happened. Um but let me so first thing not in the day, Hector. Right. <laughs> um so I, I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot so Things that are, I feel like, that are out on their way out. More boho stuff, like the pompous grass and, like, kind of, like, that Western vibe or festival vibe is definitely trending out. Um, I love, I think that people now are kind of doing, kind of embracing color. It takes a while. But, you know, I think a lot of couples want to do, like, greenery and white or neutrals because they feel like it's safe. But we love creating a color palette that's really special to the couple so it can be inspired by like their alma mater where they met or like her favorite color and his favorite color or whatever like I think it's more interesting and kind of more on trend to really kind of own what makes you guys special and quirky and different like the tattoo artist like things that Mm -hmm. that I think that will make you stand out which everyone wants to make their wedding stand out. And then it's really hard because it's very hard to be original in the industry anyways. But really like diving, like things that with your color palette that are not necessarily as expected, um, I think is becoming more um, embraced. People, which we've talked about, and people are like, people have been doing this for 10 years already. But the um, the bridesmaids dresses, which are more coordinated as opposed to like all the same and matching. Mm-hmm. That I think is slowly becoming more mainstream even though people have done it it's slowly becoming more mainstream i also love just like like i said like colors in your wedding palette that are more fun and like very seasonal so things like mm. um i, I like to, i like talking to the florist and being like what flowers are in season like i know you love ranunculus or i know you love peonies or whatever but like what flowers are in season because those flowers are really gonna pop and make it so much more gorgeous than like all of these roses that were flown in from the South America and they're just different colors, but they're all like roses. I feel like people are trending or are really embracing more like the more organic look where it's not necessarily wild, but more um, like whimsical, organic, like things are kind of coming out a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, As far as the flowers go, I love also second outfits when the couple changes like even the groom getting into it and having like a different jacket i think is super fun so yeah different things that wasn't a really great answer but i like like be different i like that (laughs) that's trendy yeah no i like that i i i always feel like i've heard people like do like themes some people like do Mm -hmm. themes like at their wedding and i for when i first heard that i was like oh my god i don't know how i feel about that i don't know if i like that and then of course, it was on Pinterest. I stumbled across like the um, very like old Hollywood style mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. weddings. Which, when I told that to my mom, my mom was like, "That is exactly like what you would probably do." Because if you know me, like I watch black and white old films like all the time. Like I work in the film industry. Like Casablanca is like my favorite oh, film so in the entire fun. world. Yes. So like that, and like I love vinyl, and I love mm-hmm. um, just that old Hollywood glamour. 
so when I told that to my mom, my mom was like, oh my God, that, that is you. Like your 16th birthday was like old Hollywood. Like <laughs> that is something that I feel like you will always love and it will always just be more organic to you. Um, but it, it's still tasteful. It's not, it's not like a, like a, uh, so on theme where, right. you know, people, people are showing up like in like Western wear or something. <laughs> Right. No, I feel like, I mean, it's it's like an aesthetic to it. Yes, it can yeah. be a theme, but it's like an aesthetic, like, a, like an overall vibe, which I yeah. love. Like I do, I know I've read people were like, it's so annoying when the bride's like, please wear yellow or please wear white or whatever. But like, or please wear like your garden party or whatever. That is Emily. I, that will be me. Fun. I love it because I feel like your photos look awesome, but it's just like, it's a wedding people. Thank Let's you. have fun and not wear like, the same you. blue suit, you know? I don't know. I, I like her. I like her. She backs up my ideas because I also made everybody for you my 28th did this for birthday. Your birthday. My 28th <laughs> birthday, I made everybody show up in white or nude. And then Ooh. for my 30th birthday, my 30th, I made everybody show up in black. And like it was a funeral. So <laughs> that, yeah, I, I, I love a good theme. I love a good dress code. So yes. I am, thank you. I'm glad. Yes. Thank you for validating my taste. It is so much fun. And like, if you don't want to come, fine. But you're, you know, I, I just feel like I would be here. No, that for helps it. me I feel weed like out will, the people. Yes, be here for us. Celebrate the day. Yes. Do the theme. Yes. It's so much more fun. So, yeah, yeah, it is, it is fun. <laughs> Themes are fun. Themes are super I was fun, like, for sure. if someone told me that, like, to show, like, gave me a guideline like that, one, it would help me be able to pick out an yes. outfit. Yes, so much better. Yes, like that yeah, is are like, and I never know casual. what to wear. Like, I'm like, that? I just. <laughs> Yeah, I literally wear black to weddings because that's all I have in my closet. <laughs> I don't even know if that's appropriate. No, but, it know. is. Well, it would just look like the waist stuff, though. I feel like because <laughs> a lot of times we wear black because we kind of fade in. But I'm like, no, guys, we're gonna wear color because we're fun and fashionable. So wear something else. There you go. Yes. Um, I love that. one one thing I would love to just to keep it like really light. What is something that has been like your favorite part of planning weddings and what has been the hardest part? Favorite? I feel like that's like choosing my favorite child because I love every bit. <laughs> like I love the organization. Like I, I'm a super type A person, spreadsheets, all like everything needs to be filled out. I love that part. Um, the design is fun too because I like being creative, you know, so it's all that kind mm. of stuff. But I would, if I had to pick one, it would have to probably be the day of the execution because I don't need caffeine. I'm like super pumped. I wake up early and I'm like so annoyed that I'm like I'm awake before my alarm. But I'm like, yes, it's today. Like, what's it? Could, hopefully, like nothing's gonna go wrong. But I'm always so excited and jazzed, and I'm like turning up the music in my car and I'm like dancing. It's gonna be so good. And then and like I don't need caffeine. And like literally at the end of the night, I need like wine to fall asleep. So I'm like, okay. It's over now. Like, I need to go back. I need to go to bed. It's- yes, because it's so fun. And then I get yeah. to tell everybody what to do. And I'm like, this is this is like this is my zone. <laughs> and it's funny because people, I've had couples been like, our wedding party loved you, but they're also afraid of you. Like they thought you were awesome. They were like, but does it scary? I'm like, yes. And I'm only five foot two. Like it's hard to be scared of this like little Asian woman. But apparently, I've got like a game face on. They're like. She means business. Like, this is I business. love it. I love it. You're like, I'm 5'2", but you're going to listen to me yes. and you're going to take me seriously. And honestly, that is the kind of energy I feel like brides need 
on their wedding day because oh, yeah. they're like don't fuck with me and then you're also like that as well too so I think it's a perfect match yeah exactly and like that's what I, I mean like people like my kind of like fun fresh young energy um and I'm also I also want to be like I'm not like your grandma planning and like there's I don't want to be an ageist because I feel like there's different aesthetics that everybody likes but I like to kind of have like a more fun and fresh energy and it's not like your mom's friend that's planning your wedding you know like my aesthetic is more kind of like on the modern contemporary choices so but yeah for sure but I think we would have a lot of fun Emily (laughs) and Hannah if you want to do like a vow I was gonna say yeah I was gonna say maybe like five year ten year whatever I was gonna ask you do you stay typically in New York or do you travel what is your we travel so we had um we've been to Chicago and like when I was in DC we would travel to New York City and California a lot for work so it's not a new thing for me to plan a destination wedding it's just basically the same thing like you do a site visit you talk to the vendors you know so we travel Um, I mean typically we're in the upstate New York area but we've you know we've done New York City we've done Chicago I had a wedding um in uh, Idaho before so it just, you know, it goes all over. And oh. I think it's really, like, making sure you find someone. You know, obviously, the one of the things that is our strong suit for us is we have good relationships with people. So if we can get you a discount, I'm always happy to pass that on. Or I, I can be like, hey, can you just throw this in because it's me and you love me? And they'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, sure. But, you know, with, like, we also love to travel, too. Um, yeah. And then you also ask, like, things that are hard, which mm-hmm. I feel like – the budget which i know we've, we've talked about it before i feel like have ha- having to tell couples like hey this is what we have i know you really want to do this but this is how much it costs and having to have that yeah. conversation and having to have them make that choice i think it's just the hardest part because I, I have to be the heavy i have to be i'm not a yes man i will tell you like hey i think that's tacky or hey i don't think anyone's gonna notice or hey like we don't have enough money. If you want to, if you want to increase your budget or take something else out, you know. But I feel like that I think is always like the the not as fun part. But I think it's an important yes. part that we have to do for sure. One thousand percent, because I feel like that is the kind of person I would need. Like I need someone to be completely like blunt. And I remember like just from growing up and watching "Say Yes to the Dress" <laughs> on TLC, <laughs> the number one rule that they said was don't look at dresses out of your price range because then you're gonna like everybody would like back then all the girls wanted like a pre-natourne dress right. and it was like way out of their price range they tried on fall in love with it and then they're screwed because every dress in their price range that they could afford didn't measure up and it's just like torturing yourself right so i, I agree going back to all of that like having like a planner i guess like help you find the venues that way you're not tempted to go look at you know getting married at like right the Biltmore estate right? <laughs> when you it's way out of your price range which I right. looked up how much it is to get married to the Biltmore because it's like my favorite I love that location I think it's yeah. gorgeous yeah I need to you get sell the a film estate? Like, do you, can you like be in the garden you can, you can get the front lawn like right there wow. it's like $75,000 for that for just the venue probably yeah right? and then it's that and then the reception's on the south terrace yeah it's like 75k and i was like so when this writer's strike is over i need to sell a really multi-million dollar film is what i'm hearing <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> 
there is that's one, just the venue <laughs> there's ohika castle i can't remember how much it is but it's in crap is it long island ohika castle is in new york but lots of films are set there and it's gorgeous it's not as expensive as the biltmore castle so if you want biltmore state so if you want that castle look old hollywood ohika would also be expensive but it would be super fun but mm, okay i'll keep let me find a man that i can actually tolerate and want to be with for the rest of my life and then i will keep that in mind <laughs> let me find a man i can tolerate priority i haven't found one yet <laughs> well the last question that i would love to ask you before we let you go we always end our episodes with a survival tip and we would love to know is there like a number one piece of advice that you would give engaged couples to survive the wedding planning process because I feel like for some couples it can be like a really stressful time um on their relationship and you know a lot like sometimes the groom like really wants to definitely be involved like what is the survival tip that you would give to the couple uh hire a wedding planner no just kidding <laughs> um, but honestly though, but honestly, I, think I, I think I can vouch I think I can vouch they'll be really good <laughs> at like being the referee also, like, I always cried when I was having conversations with my mom because they'd be like, I want this. I can't help. You know, whatever. Um, no, I would say take breaks from the wedding planning, especially if you don't have a planner because it will become all-consuming. All of your conversations will be about it. All of your time off is going to be about you. You're going to be doing it. So I feel like setting aside time, you know, it's like block scheduling. Like, this is when I'm going to do my wedding planning stuff. This is when we're going to talk about it. And then take breaks because I feel like your engagement should be a fun, memorable and like exciting time. And obviously it's preparing you for marriage. Obviously this is going to be a really good exercise on compromise, but, <laughs> but taking time to not talk about the wedding is also good. I, I always hate it when I hear couples say, Oh, I just wanted the wedding to be over. Cause I was so done with planning. Like that is to me the saddest thing because it should be a yeah. fun time. You deserve support you deserve to have fun this like new chapter in your life so whether it's from your partner a planner your mother your you know your wedding party you know having someone that can help you through it is super super important because it's a, i mean it's a full-time job for me so you already have a full-time job so making sure that you're creating space for you to be able to enjoy it for things that you yeah. are, you know look forward to things and just you know have, like one of the things like i wrote about my one of my podcasts is um on my blog you know, when you're going through your wedding planning process, before you really get started is take some time and talk about your like top three priorities and like three words that you would use to describe your wedding. This is multiple advice, sorry. But I really feel like having those things to kind of be like your your North Star, your guiding guiding words to remember like, this is what I want my wedding to be. And that will hopefully help filter out your choices when you're like, oh, I want this and this. Mm. Are they both these three words that we said were our priority or like the, the thing that we wanted. And hopefully that will also help with all like of the decisions. That. Yeah. I like that. So you're not just like making like a random decision for, because you like it and you think it'd right. be pretty, but it's like, okay, let's go back to the main, like, does it fit the tent poles that we have like for our, like the hallmarks of our relationship in this like day? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it could be like togetherness or you know glam whatever words that like come to your mind but i feel like those should be mm -hmm. like your your guiding points to help you when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed like is this giving me joy right now no yeah all right yeah then yeah, yeah maybe let it go 
Well, this has been such an amazing talk. I mean, we have so many more questions that we could definitely ask you, but you have your own podcast and the gals can definitely go there and check out your blog, check out your episodes and get a lot of their answers um, from that. But we would love to give you a moment just on the mic, just to shout yourself out, tell people where they can find you and where they can get more information. And even if they want to like book you. Awesome. Well, guys, this was super fun. Thank you so much for letting me come on the show and chat about all this fun wedding stuff because I just love it. Um, but you can find me on Instagram mainly. Um, I was on TikTok and then I just don't have time for that. So Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast, <laughs> um, online Ask the Planner Podcast, and you can find all that stuff. And my wedding planning company is Verve Event Co. You, you can also follow that also on Instagram see all of our fun inspiration our fun escort card displays but we just we love you know meeting new people so definitely let me know if you found me on your podcast and i would love to give you a shout out and we'll definitely connect so thank you again thanks so much thank you and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.